Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is, hi, Anirbus and Worth. I don't know how to say your name, but welcome. Um, yes, this is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? I don't know who she is. Why is she on here bothering me? I'm Natalie Pierre Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself Get your business paperwork together so you can grow and scale with confidence and so that you can set up your foundation so you can do things like get business credit and get business loans and, you know, get your stuff into big, big box stores and get government contracts. Okay. If you're wondering, um, what that entails, um, I'm talking about making sure you have your articles of incorporation, your DUNS numbers and EIN numbers, contracts for clients and partners, basic brand protection strategies and hiring and training strategies. All right. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, did I even pause this? If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, uh, I'm very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school. But a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it, so that's why I'm here, okay? So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you you know, need some legal guidance, you're like, I don't know where to start, I don't know what form to fill out, I don't know how do I change my address on this thing, I want to help you out, okay? Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today, uh, as well at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. At linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss one of these live broadcasts, you can catch up on your own. Um, and Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can get your show merch. Mm. Oh, this mug make the water taste so good, y'all. <laughs> but yes, if you want your NPL Legal Dish mugs, your t-shirts, they are available at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There's more stuff there, but I'm not going to take you through the whole ins and outs of what's on the Linktree. Go check it out, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, okay? But that's enough about the business side. Let's talk about what we let's talk about what we came here to do today. We're here for NPL Legal Dish, all right? So just in case there is somebody who does not know what this show is about, maybe this is your first time, maybe you're watching the replay and you're like, what am I watching? I'm going to let you know what we do. So um, I pull stories from the news, stories that my lovely uh, viewers send me, stories I find on blog sites, um, anywhere I find an interesting story that has a lesson that we can learn as business owners and entrepreneurs, I pull them together and we discuss them as a family. Okay, so uh, yes, we, we do have discussions. This is the time for you to ask your questions and to give your comments as long as they are respectful. This is a learning space 
right? So we use these stories so that we can learn these concepts in something that we can understand. So if you don't understand something, I want you to let me know so I can clear it up for you, okay? I am going to be asking you to put emojis and stuff in the boxes. I'm going to ask you questions about what we're talking about. If you are not driving, um, you know, please answer. If you are in the car, keep your hands on the wheel, all right? But, um, yes, but that is how the show works. Uh, so we are going to get started, um, right now. And, uh, the way that we have been starting out this show for 2021 is I have added a segment called NPL Nuggets. NPL Nuggets is a short, quick business or legal concept that, um, I think it's important for you to know. And, you know, I teach the concept in, um, you know, a couple of minutes. Now this month we uh, have started our intellectual property series. And for the month of May, we are focusing on trademarks. So you might be asking, um, so not you may be asking, but what I find is a lot of people, they confuse the different types of intellectual property. They confuse trademarks, copyrights, and patents, right? So today we're going to define what a trademark is, all right? A trademark is um, a legal protection that um, for your brand in the marketplace. When you have a trademark, a registered trademark, it is a legal, um, it is a legal designation that this mark, this name, this slogan, uh, you know, this picture, it represents this person's goods in the marketplace. So think about the McDonald's arch that is trademarked. You're never going to see another golden arches in the fast food industry, right? Um, unless you're watching Coming to America and you've got McDowell's. Now, um, one thing you need to know about trademarks, when you do trademark, you only trademark in your industry. So it like McDonald's, you have the golden arches for McDonald's, but you know, if somebody for some reason wanted to make, you know, golden arches, hot combs, I don't think McDonald's makes hot combs. So, you know, they might be able actually McDonald's is worldwide. No, that's, that may not be the best example, but yeah, when you trademark, you trademark in your industry. Think about Dove chocolates and Dove, um, soap, right? Those are two different companies with the same name, but they do two different things. So you can only trademark in your industry. There's Dove chocolate. They only have, the, they only own Dove in the chocolate industry. And then there's Dove soap. They only own Dove in the soap industry. Okay. So the trademark, it protects your brand in the marketplace in your industry. All right. So if we understand what a trademark does and what it protects, um, give me a thumbs up. In the meantime, if you want more in-depth information about trademarks, like what can you, what can you protect with a trademark? Like what can you trademark? Cause there are several things. Um, you know, you can trademark names, sounds, even smells. I encourage you to go pick up the protect your biz ebook, um, bundle. It is $29.97. It has my ebooks on trademarks, copyrights, and patents. All right. Um, but yeah, go, go get your learn on about, uh, uh, trademarks. T. Terry, you have to tune in tomorrow. We are going to, we're going to define, um, trademarks tomorrow. Okay. All right. But like I said, the NPL nugget, it is just a quick thing, just a couple of minutes before, you know, the main show starts, but tune in tomorrow 
for what a trademark is. Okay. All right. So, uh, the name of the book. So if you go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, uh, when you, when you click that at the very top, there's a button that says, uh, you know, it's for the protect your biz ebook bundle. You get three of my ebooks, the one on trademarks, copyrights, and patents. You get those for $29.97. Okay. All right. Thank you all for the thumbs up. But uh, hold on, let me let me put the link in the box for T. Terry, just in case you want to go check that out, boo. Uh, All right. Okay, friends. Okay, 76 Grimkay, you're welcome. Did it come through? Did it come through? All right. Yes. Okay. So let's move on to our stories for the night. Okay. Um, I posted a picture in my stories earlier today and, um, I asked you guys, okay, awesome. Uh, and I asked you guys, um, it was a picture of a guy with blonde hair and he was, you know, in front of him, Mike, it was very obvious that he's like, you know, a rock and roll style musician. Um, and it was a picture of a man named D. Snyder. And he is the front man to a very famous 80s rock band. Hi, Nikki Nuts 5. Um, a very famous 80s rock band by the name of what? Does anybody know what is the name of the band D. Snyder is the front man to? Okay. Oh. Does anybody know what group D. Snyder is the fr- front man to? It's okay if you don't. Um, thank you, 76 Grimke. Twisted Sister. Thank you, Trista. Twist. Yes. Okay. Twisted Sister. Yes. Thank you, guys. Y'all know your 80s rock. Um, and if you didn't know, Twisted Sister, they are the uh, group behind the 80s hit... Um, he said, love him. I want to rock that. Okay. They are the group behind the eighties, you know, smash hit that we still hear to this day. We're not going to take it. You know, it's become kind of a protest song. We're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. Hey, we're not going to take it anymore. You know, I'm not as rock and roll as twisted sister is, but you know, I did my best. Right. Um, so, we all know that in the music business, you have, um, co- you know, uh, copyrights, right? That protect your music that says, <laughs> thank you, Terry. Um, you know, the, the, um, if you're, your music in the, in the industry is protected by copyrights, right? And when you have a music copyright, you get to say who can use your music and for what, right? Remember we had that Nicki Minaj case where Nikki used Tracy Chapman's track, um, I Want to Hold You, right? Um, Tracy Chapman sued her for copyright infringement because she said, girl, I didn't want you to touch my stuff. Now, they ended up um, settling, right? Um, uh, so there is an Australian um, businessman who ran for public office. Sounds like someone who was recently in the White House here, right? 
Um, his name is Clive Palmer. Um, he used the Twisted Sisters song, We're Not Gonna Take It, in his political advertising for when he was running for office in Australia. Um, and he changed the words to, um, hold on, what's, what's the words? It goes, Australia ain't gonna cop it. No, Australia ain't gonna cop it. Aussie's not gonna cop it anymore. So that was his campaign song for his, you know, his song for his political campaign, right? So Twisted Sister, or I should say music, because they own the rights to that song. Um, Twisted Sister actually sold the rights to that song. They sued um, Clive Palmer for copyright infringement because he used that song. He refused to pay them. He could have called them and said, hey, I want to license it. They, he didn't want to do that, right? And then on top of it, when they sued him for copyright infringement, he said, I didn't even think about their song. My song is done to the tune of Oh, come all ye faithful. Y'all know, y'all know that church hymn, Oh, come all ye faithful. Clive Palmer said, that's the tune that goes to my song, not Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it, right? Um, I should also let you know that Mr. Palmer spent about 83 million Australian dollars, which is probably about 80 million US dollars on his campaign. And he still lost. Um, yes. But, uh, and not only did he lose the political campaign, Clive Palmer also lost in the Australian court. The Australian court said, Clive, Clive, sir, like, so you just going to lie to our face? And they were like, you know, that's a nice little cute um, excuse that you came up with here, but it is very obvious that you use Twisted Sisters music without their permission. So we are going to fine you. Um, how much do you think Clive Palmer um, got uh, uh, got fined by the court. How much do you think Clive has to pay uh, Universal for the use of Twisted Sisters? We're not going to take it. And while you put that answer in, I want to let you know that if, even though <laughs> 76 Dreamcast said he broke, even though D. Snyder, the frontman of the group, he no longer has rights to that song, he did testify in the trial, because he's like, this is my creativity, and I have a stake, you know, I, this is, this goes against my, you know, my, um, my, what's it called, my, um, you know, the whole rock and roll vibe, whatever, um, so, yeah, so, okay, so we've got two million from One True Empress, we've got one million for T. Terry, um, T. Terry, come on down, Universal Music has been awarded $1.2 million by the Australian court because, um, because, uh, from Clive Palmer. So Clive Palmer got to come out of his pocket $1.2 million. But if he's got $83 million to spend on, on a political campaign, I don't think this $1.2 is going to be a problem. Right? But, um, yeah, so th this is kind of like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, this is why you this is why you don't use other people's music in your content creation because of copyrights, right? That's why you know if you have music playing in your live, you'll get flagged because there are copyrights. You can't just play people's music like that, especially now because we are in a society where music you get you get paid. You know they're counting streams; they're not counting album sales, so they need every stream. So when you stream without you know permission. That's taking money out of their pocket, all right? Okay.
moving on to the next story. Um, since it's 39. Oh, um, 1.2 million since year 39. Clive Palmer was, uh, was, um, the, the court has ordered Clive Palmer to pay, uh, Universal Music $1.2 million for the copyright infringement for Twisted Sister Song. Okay. All right. Right. Okay. <clears throat> moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Next story. Okay. Does anybody here, anybody watching, have have any of you purchased any sustainable, you know, clothing or shoes or whatever? I don't know if you've noticed, but there has been this real, you know, push towards moving towards more sustainable everything. Packaging, clothing, um, fashion, makeup, all that stuff, right? Wonderful. If you have noticed that this push towards environmentalism in, um, you know, in, in our consumer... Um, Excuse me. You know, if you notice it, let me know. One True Empress owns a pair of hemp pants. Awesome. A Sincere 39 said, not yet. It's cool, you know, but I'm sure it's coming. Um, how are those hemp pants, One True Empress? I heard hemp is a really good fabric. All right. Um, well, you know, there's a lot of sustainable lines that are popping up. Um, and recently, there, does anybody know the, the shoe brand... Dolce Vita, D-O-L-C-E-V-I-T-A. Does anybody know the shoe brand Dolce Vita? If you know it, give me a D. If you do not, just say no in the comments. Dolce Vita, A. And while you do that, um, let me, to those who do not know, Dolce Vita is a shoe company. Okay, no, they're a shoe company. Uh, they've been out for a while, but they have recently, oh, you have a pair of boots. Okay, 76 Grimkay, Miss Fashion. All right. Um, um, but you know, they've been out for a while, but they have recently come out with this, um, line of environmentally conscious shoes, right? They're made with, uh, sustainable materials. And not only that, every time they sell a pair of these shoes, they, um, reportedly plant a tree. Okay. So Dolce Vita is out here trying to, you know, make good with mother earth, um, and you know, give us some sustainable shoes. Dolce Vita wanted to call this environmentally sustainable shoe line clear. And they applied for a trademark for the word clear for their environmentally conscious shoes. And the USPTO denied the application. Why do you think the USPTO denied Dolce Vita's application for the mark clear? Hi, future fat boy. Why do you think the USPTO said to Dolce Vita, girl, we're not going to let you call this environmentally sustainable line clear. And for further clarification, Dolce Vita says clear is, you know, to indicate that they have a clear conscience in developing these shoes. Okay. All right. Does anybody know why the USPTO might have denied Dolce Vita's application? I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to give y'all like five more seconds though. Okay. Podcast land, you know, bear with me. I like to give people a chance to, you know, mull this over in the brain. Sometimes, you know, it takes a little bit. Uh, 76 Grimkay said, I don't know. That's cool. 
because uh, the reason for me, <laughs> I really need you guys' opinion on this. The USPTO denied Dolce no one true empress because remember, Dolce Vita, they are in the shoe industry. They don't do skincare. So even if there is clear in skincare, there's not necessarily a clear in the shoe um, you know, industry, right? So two different industries. So that's not the issue. The reason why the USPTO denied Dolce Vita's trademark for clear for their environment, environmentally sustainable shoes is because they are worried that people might think that the products under the clear trademark are actually see-through and clear. And they are afraid that that is um, uh, deceptive advertising. So they basically said, look, we know you're trying to make these, you know, healthy mother nature shoes, but we are worried that people might see the name and think that they're getting like some jelly shoes or some see-through shoes or, you know, or whatever, clear heels, whatever you want to talk. All right. So that is why the USPTO denied their application. I want to know from you guys, do you think that that was a good reason? Do you think that the USPTO's reasoning makes sense? Would you have come to this same conclusion? Hmm? Hey, Nessie Ty. Hey, keep dreaming, please. Would you all have come to the same decision as the USPTO? That this shoe line cannot use the name clear because people might think that all of the shoes in this shoe line are actually clear and see-through. Um, hi, Kadiu. 76 Grimke said, no, it makes no sense. Um, T. Terry said, no, it does not make sense. I'm with y'all. I don't think this makes sense either. So let's say Dolce Vita's people are like, you know what? This doesn't make sense. And we don't agree with what <laughs> one true emperor said. No, boo, USPTO. Um, but let's say Dolce Vita's like, you know what? No, bump this USPTO. We're going to get this trademark. All right. What can Dolce Vita do? Now that the USPTO has denied their, their initial application for this clear trademark, what can Dolce Vita do? Wait, T. Terry said, Apple is a computer. Right, but Apple does has nothing to do with technology. I guess they're talking about clear shoes or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the reason it was, girl. Um... But yes, USPTO, my current client. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, what do you, what do you think Dolce Vita, not change the name because let, let, because when you file an application with the trademark office, right? It's like, you're saying, Hey, um, I would like to use this and they can say yes, no, or maybe. And they give you a reason if it's no or maybe. USPTO said, we are worried that people might think all of your shoes are clear, right? So let's say Dolce Vita, yes, one true empress, thank you. You can appeal your USPTO decision. Get it, girl, get it, girl. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. So you can appeal your, um, you know, the USPTO initial decision. It's not just a one and done. So I'm hoping that Dolce Vita, you know, takes that, um, that, that, uh, option that is on the table and, you know, appeals this decision because it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, 
I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe somebody was, you know, they were working late, had a little bit too much wine. I don't know. (laughs) But remember, the people reviewing these applications, they are human beings, you know? Um, We are all fallible. We, no one is perfect. Okay? All right. So, before we move on to our final story, actually, no, this is very quick. Actually, no, no. Uh, before we move on to our final story of the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance, you're like, girl, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to file this paperwork. Where am I going to get some contracts? Come to me. I'm going to help you out. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today if you're a first-time client. Uh, You can book a Talk to Me Tuesday session if you're not a first-time client, 25 minutes for $25. Um, And, you know, I can't wait to talk to you. All right? Moving on to our final story of the evening. And then if you guys want, we can go into some Q&A with the trademarks because I know that this is a very meaty topic and y'all have tons of questions. Okay. Um, so was it 76 Grimgar? I think you sent this to me. Um, but, uh, Michael Jackson's estate has finally come to a resolution with the IRS over the value of Michael Jackson's likeness, right? Now, when you use a celebrity's face for something, you usually have to pay them for that, right? Um, Ariana Grande, hi, Alan Spain. Ariana Grande sued Forever 21 because they were using, you know, an Ariana Grande lookalike and her music to promote their clothing, right? Um, what else? Uh, I don't know, but you've, you've, seen, you've seen tons of stories where, you know, people are claiming that a celebrity endorses their product and the celebrity is like, girl, I never even heard of you, right? Um, because why they, why do they do that? Because a famous face that in that engenders trust within people. You know, if we see that famous face, we're like, Oh, I like that person. So I'm going to invest in them. Right? Like Rihanna, everybody loves Rihanna. So when Rihanna came out with Fenty beauty, everybody was on it. When she came out with Savage Fenty, everybody was on it. Your face, you know, that carries cachet. Um, Michael Jackson's face, even in his death, that carries cachet, that carries clout. You can't just use Michael's face to sell your products, right? So Michael's estate and the IRS were in a battle trying to figure out what is the worth of Michael Jackson's likeness, right? Um, The IRS was saying that Michael Jackson's likeness was worth $434 million, um, the family was like, nah, it's worth more, like maybe $24 million. And then somehow, I don't know who did the calculation, but they came up with the number that Michael Jackson's likeness, to use Michael Jackson's face, that is worth $4 million. Okay? So IRS was saying $434 million, and now we're at $4 million. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that that is... Um, a reasonable amount. Does that amount make sense for the use of Michael Jackson's face? Is the use of Michael Jackson's face worth $4 million? Is it worth more? Is it worth less? What do you think? Sincere 39, be nice. Sincere 39 said which version? Look, Michael is still Michael, okay? King of pop, always. Be nice. 
But what do you think? Do you think Michael's likeness, is it worth $4 million? Is it worth more? Is it worth less? Um, Sincere39 said, I would think it would have been more. Kadi U said more. Okay, so we've got a couple of people who are saying more. T. Terry said, hell nahs and what? T- hell nahs and more? Or- T. Terry, you said $3. Put a king of pop. Uh-uh. Mm-mm, we fighting, girl, okay? Uh-uh. King of pop. Come on, girl. 76 Grim K is saying worth way more. Okay, so Instagram is saying that Michael's, um, you know, image is worth way more than $4 million. And T. Terry is over here saying it's only worth three $3.00. <laughs> T. Terry said, if it was Prince, then yes. Okay, T. Terry is a Prince stan. Um, One True Empress said, four million is cheap. Okay. You know what? I don't disagree with y'all. I really feel like Michael's, um, you know, visage is worth more than that, particularly if you're trying to use his faces to to endorse something. Um, I think Michael's face is worth more, but this is good for the family in terms of, you know, whatever their tax liability is going to be. 76 Group they said $4 billion. Okay, girl, uh, we're, we're going a little farther. <laughs> $4 billion. Um, but yeah, uh, so Michael Jackson's likeness has been valued at $4 million, and I'm just not sure how to feel about that. Okay. All right. So those were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. Um, we, we do have some time left. Um, we have about six minutes before we need to close out. So if you want, we can do a Q and a about trademarks, about what we've talked about so far. We, um, you was thinking a billion yourself since you're 39. Um, yeah, we can talk about what intellectual property is. We can go a little bit more in depth into trademarks. We can do that for the next six minutes, or if you can close, I'm going to leave it up to you. Um, let me know what you want in the comments. In the meantime, I'm going to do, you know, a little wrap up. Um, while, while you guys let me know what you want to do. So for those of you who, uh, are watching this replay, I want to thank you for taking the time out. I want to thank you for, you know, all of you who have been here live for your energy, for your participation. You make this so fun. Um, can't wait to be here, um, next time. We are not meeting tomorrow. We are meeting Thursday. Tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. I got plans. Um, but we will have a show on Thursday. Okay. Um, all right. I have a question. T. Terry said, can you trademark a group of things or one item at a time? You can trademark, well, it's, it depends. If you have like different marks that you're trying to trademark, then you need an application, you need a different application for each of them if they're different. But if you have one and it has variations, there, um, there are, there are specifications for that. Um, I'm not well versed in that, but I know somebody who can help you with that. But if you want more information about that, DM me and we can talk. Um, since it's 39, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. You could be here, but I'm not going to be here. <laughs> we will be back on Thursday. Um, yes. So you can trademark a group of things if they're related, not so much if they're not related. Okay. What else do I want to tell you before we close out? We have four more minutes. Um, if you missed our NPL nugget, make sure you watch the replay and go back to the beginning of the show. We defined what a trademark is. If you need more information about that, make sure you picked up the Protect Your Biz ebook bundle at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Um, and you can get the trademark toolkit, the patents ebook and the copyrights ebook. It will go over all of the definitions, all of the concepts that you need to know in case you don't want to wait through the whole, um, month. Um, 
T. Terry asks, okay, it's trademark, are trademarks pictures or sayings or both? So you can trademark a multitude of things. You can trademark names. You can trademark, um, you know, sounds. You can trademark a smell. Play-Doh was actually able to trademark the Play-Doh smell. You can trademark a jingle. You can trademark a logo. You can trademark a saying. There are many things that you can trademark. That's why I want you to pick up the ebook bundle because we go over everything that you can trademark, okay? Nessie Time said, does it cost to, tra- to trademark multiple items? Yes, it does, Nessie Time. Yes, it does. You're welcome, Kadiu. Um, yeah, the government ain't playing no games. Um, all right. Now there are, there are special things where you can do like one category, but if you're trying to trademark, especially if you're trying to trademark in multiple areas, yeah, it's, it, it, it costs to trademark each of them. Okay. Awesome. T Terry. I'm glad you're going to pick up the ebook. All right. Any more questions? We've got three minutes before we head out. We are going to, we are going, we're spending the entire month on trademarks guys. Okay. So don't feel if you don't get your question in tonight, don't feel like, you know, you've missed out. We're going to be with trademarks all month. Um, since 39 said, yeah, didn't Harley Davidson try to trademark the sound of their bikes? I did not know that. I will have to look that up. But think about like the NBC jingle, the chime, doom, doom, doom. That's trademarked, right? Or even like if you guys um, have ever uh, in the boxing matches, the guy who goes, let's get ready to rumble. That is trademarked, okay? Um, so I, I, I hope that that helps to uh, clarify things, all right? Okay, so uh, we got two more minutes. If you guys got questions, uh, again, we are covering trademarks for the entire month of May. Um, or even if you don't have have your questions now, if you want to DM me your questions so I can answer them during the show, if you think about them later, please send them to me. Okay, don't be, don't don't be afraid to send them to me. All right. Uh, since the other night I said, I was about to say that, Michael Buffer. Yeah, let's get ready to rumble. All right. Okay. So we are at the end of our show tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Thank you for your amazing questions. Thank you for your commentary and making me laugh. Uh, we will be here Thursday, not tomorrow. Maybe Sincere39 will be here tomorrow. You could leave the show tomorrow, Sincere39, from, you, from your account. Um, but yeah, but we'll be back on Thursday. You're welcome, 76 Grim K. I want to say goodnight to my family and friends. Hey, y'all. Um, especially my new baby cousin, Ellie, who was just born not too long ago. Um, yeah, so, uh, okay. Since A39 gonna be here, y'all, he's gonna lead, he's gonna lead the account, uh, he's gonna lead the show from his account, so make sure you follow him since A39. All right, have a good night, guys. Bye. (laughs)